Hey guys, Ed from Paranormal Inc. Ohio here, back at it again with another podcast episode. Tonight's podcast episode is going to be about six cases of modern-day demonic hauntings. Guys, I hope you enjoy this. Uh, the research I did in this was pretty awesome, too. Uh, it was very hard making an advertisement for it for, you know, the imagery of it, because it's hard to put six different images in one, so that's why I did the, the Paranormal Inc. Ohio and then you know, put that there was a podcast tonight, but I think these are going to be very interesting for you guys. I think you guys are going to like each and every one of these. So, but before we do that, I want to get to know how you would believe, how do you guys want me to continue this? I'm thinking about doing live podcast episodes, having special guest appearances on and doing that. That way you guys can see it as well as hear it. I'm also thinking about branching this into YouTube and to other venues besides Facebook and things like that. So let me know, guys. There's a section on here where you can tell me what you think about the episode. Let me know what you think. If you guys think that would be a great idea, I am down to do it. So here we go. Here is six modern day cases of demonic hauntings. This one is the demon that made itself a home. Now, guys. If you find yourself walking past 20317 Fairway Drive in Springfield, Louisiana, keep walking. Couple Janine and AJ thought they found their dream home when they came across it in late 2013. But as soon as they moved in, something seemed off. The unusual activity started small with gusts of cold air and the radio turning off by itself. Before long, though, Janine heard her young son talking to an imaginary friend. Let me tell you something. Right then and there. This, my kid was to start talking to an imaginary friend. (laughs) And if someone's not there, like, I know where this is leading. I know where it's going to go. Nine times out of ten, it's not good. It's something very bad that is trying to talk. Um, So, let's continue on. Who is apparently threatening to hurt Janine. See, told you guys. Soon... Rosaries started to swing like pendulums, pictures fell from the walls, plaster fell from the ceiling, and doors opened and slammed shut on their own. When the couple left a cassette recorder on, they picked up growling and a voice saying, she will die. The last straw was when they discovered satanic symbols carved into the wood flooring under the carpet. The family called in a minister who performed a cleansing on the house and an exorcism of Janine. It was successful, but the family packed up and fled the home anyways. Okay, here's where they waited all the way up until they found satanic markings in the wood of the floor. Um, Not the whole fact that you caught something on EVP saying that it's going to kill her. And that in itself is very bad. Right then and there, they should have been looking for some type of help and assistance with this. Uh, I know that, you know, I've lived in some haunted homes and I had whatever this thing was that followed me for so many years, it followed me from home to home to home. So I'm glad they found the help that they needed and they was able to rid themselves of that. But you have to be 100% sure because if you move, it's, it's, it's just going to follow you. If it's attached to you, it's, it's just going to follow you. So now we're going to talk about, and, and some of these we're talking about guys, these are like kind of my favorites 
if you will. There's a whole lot more of these that I, you know, will talk about. And I know that I've already talked about some of these on Facebook and here on the podcast as well, but I kind of want to just compile a list of the ones that I've, that, that was really interesting for me to look up. So if you guys hear these and you're like, wait, he's already talked about these. Yeah, I have, but this is kind of like a list that I wanted to give you guys to show you what I think the best ones were that I have researched. And this is only just a handful of the, oh God, the thousands of things that I've read and researched. So now we're going to talk about the demon in the Sally house, flying objects, violent shoving and scratching, scary voices, terrifying apparitions, and a negative energy have led paranormal investigators to conclude that the home in 508 North 2nd Street in Atchison, Kansas is haunted by a demonic force. A family who lived in the home in the 1990s captured some of their paranormal experiences on film for the TV show Sightings, hoping to spot the ghost of the girl who died there, allegedly a victim of a botched appendectomy in the early 1900s. It's true, this doctor... He lived in the house and he would perform different surgeries. And he was also like the town doctor there. And he had this girl come in. The mother told the doctor that, you know, she was having very bad abdominal pain. And he figured it was the, you know, the appendix. So he found out that's what's got to go. So he decides he's going to do the appendectomy. He did not wait long enough for the Novocaine and the drugs to set in to perform the surgery and he started right away. So this little girl was feeling 100% of the pain for over half of the procedure and her little body just couldn't take it. And she passed away from that. So now they say the Sally house is haunted by the little girl. They also say that it is a demonic, just a demonic nest. Like there's many demonic entities there. I mean, it has drove a lot of people insane that have lived there over the years, you know, especially one family but it, and I believe to this day that it still has demonic activity. So now we're going to talk about a demon that only comes out at night. It's hard to get a good night's sleep if you think your home is haunted by a demon. It's even harder than that the demon is prone to coming out primarily while you sleep. In 2015, a South Wales couple said a friend visiting the home accidentally summoned a phantom through an Ouija board. Guys, this is why I tell you guys not to fool around with the Ouija board. You have no idea the power that these things have. I know to a lot of people, it's just a board with letters on it and everybody thinks, oh, it's just, you know, this guy's doing it or, you know, she's doing it. She's making it do this to try to scare us. No, these things are very real and they're very dangerous. They're like a loaded gun with a hair trigger. And you do the wrong thing. You bring up the wrong thing and it will come and it will destroy you. And everything around you. The family regularly wake up bruised and in pain. The couple's children have been terrorized with the demon telling them, I'm going to slit your parents' throats. After calling in paranormal investigators to their home, they got rid of two small demons, but one remains terrorizing them to this day. Now, granted, these demons all could have came together from the one opening that they did with the Ouija board. And they was able to get the two weaker demons out. But if there's a stronger demon that comes through, there is more that you have to do to get rid of it. It's not just, let's say a prayer, burn some sage, throw some holy water, and then say some scriptures and we're done. No, these things can stay 
for a very, 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 very long time. Trust me, from personal experience, they can and they will, and they will not relent. They will not stop until you get the proper help. So the one we're going to talk about now is a demon that made its that made somebody do it. A man uh, has obviously. Done, I'll just read this. I'll read the story for you guys. I got it wrote down here, and then we'll. I'll do a little talk about it afterwards. But it's not every day that a demon is blamed for murder. In fact, in 1981 in Brookfield, Connecticut, Arne Cheyenne Johnson was the first defendant in a court case who blamed demonic possession for a crime. The murder of murder with first degree manslaughter after he killed his landlord during a dispute. According to testimony, an 11 year old boy named David Glatzel had been possessed by a demon. When the Glatzel family enlisted famed demonologist Ed and Lorraine Warren to exercise him, the demon left his body and took up residence in Johnson, who went on to kill his landlord. Though his now wife testified Johnson exhibited odd behavior like growling and trance-like states, the demon defense didn't hold up and Johnson was convicted. Now, as you know, this has been made into the popular movie, The Conjuring, The Devil Made Me Do It. But it was a real-life case where this really happened. You know, and these people believe that a demonic force took over and it it very well could have, you you know, I have an open mind about everything and I'm not going to judge anybody for anything. So that very well could have happened. I know there was another one, um, that he lived in England and he was possessed by many demons and they did exorcisms for days and nights and days and nights. And they thought that they ridded him of all the demonic entities. And see, this is where it can flip on you guys. Because demons will trick you in any way they can. Any way, shape, or form. So they thought they ridded him of all these demons. Until that night when he was home with his wife. He decided to brutally attack and murder his wife and his dog. It was found wandering around covered in blood. And saying that, you know, the demon made me do it. So that's another case. You know, just you guys got to be careful with these things. And it's not a game. It's really not. Demons are very real and they will try to take over and they will kill you if they will take your soul. So here's another one, number 5, the demon that took over Pat Reading. Pat Reading lived a normal life as a wife and mother living in Litchfield, Connecticut in the 1980s. When she started experiencing strange occurrences, furniture moving in her home, unexplained sounds, mysterious bruises, and violent tantrums. She wasn't diagnosed with any form of psychosis, and she didn't have any issues with drugs or drinking. Her local bishop performed 16 exorcisms on her, but she never got relief, continuing to feel that she was possessed until she passed away. Guys, this is very true as well. Like I said before, you have to make sure you're getting the proper help to rid yourself of these things. 16 exorcisms, you know, that's that's crazy. Maybe, you know, there could have been another thing that she could have went to somebody else or got another person to come in with them. The, the pastor, the father, the priest, whatever denomination of faith that this man was, you know, probably should have 
thought like, man, this, this really isn't working. I should probably look out for other, for, for more help. Um, and unfortunately the woman felt this way until she died. And again, it may not even be demonic possession guys. It very well could have been that she had some type of psychosis, some type of mental issue that made her think she was possessed by demons because you know, yes, demons are very real. Yes, they will possess you. Yes, they will kill you. But the medical field is very real. Science is very real. You know, so that's where you got to try to draw the line where, well, is it just mental health or is it a demonic possession? I just talked about Dr. Gallagher the other day with a past episode I did with the scientist who battles demons. He actually works with the Vatican for the United States determining whether or not it is mental health or an actual demonic possession. And this man believes in demons and believes that demonic possession is real. He's seen it for himself. And the Vatican trusts him so much that they appointed him that position. So now for our sixth and final one, the demon in the mirror. When London flatmates Joseph Birch and Satiris Charlemanbos scored a free antique mirror from their landlord a few years ago, they thought they got a great deal. Instead, they got a nightmare. After bringing the mirror into their home, the friends started suffering intense nightmares and simultaneous stabbing pains throughout their bodies. They'd wake up with scratch marks and objects strewn all over the floor of the apartment. Objects went missing, and the roommates felt like they were being watched. They also saw flickering shadows and glimpses of black darkness in the mirror, along with orbs of light in, in the room. To their credit, the pair didn't set the mirror outside for an unsuspecting passerby to pick up. They put it on eBay with plenty of warnings for potential buyers. Again, guys, any object can have a possession. Any object can have an attachment. And once that object goes into your home, whatever is inside of it, possessing it or attached to it, will want to take over. It will want to take over the whole, your whole house, your mind, your body, your soul, if it's something evil and demonic. And from what it sounds like, this thing was evil. It was, showed itself as a black figure in the mirror. You know, they're having nightmares. They're having stabbing pains, which is all telltale signs of a demonic haunting. So again, you guys got to be careful when you go to antique stores or stuff like that. When you, If you think, like, I'm dead serious when I say this. When you go up to something and you're looking at it and it's, you know, old, even if it's something in an estate sale that's new, if you have an odd, weird feeling about it, you should probably listen to that feeling because your body and your soul has a way of trying to warning us that something bad is about to happen. So always double check, man. Like always just trust yourself and trust your instincts. If say, if you go to Grassland and it's like, whoa, don't grab that. Like say you're at a yard sale or an estate sale or an antique sale. You should probably listen to yourself because, you know, nine times out of 10, when you grab something from these places and you think it's something horrible, it's probably going to be something horrible. So that was my six uh, stories of demonic hauntings. Uh, it was six one of my faves. Uh, there's a lot more that I have favorites of, and I want to do more like this. But again, guys, in the beginning of this, I, I asked you the question, would you guys like for me to do live podcasts and have special guests on the podcast? <clears throat> um, just like different experts from the paranormal, 
people that have actually been in paranormal uh, activities, like, you know, some victims, some, you know, survivors, stuff like that, that have actually gone through this, and we can have a discussion and we can talk about their stories on here. So again, guys, there's a section on here where you can tell me what you think, and you can always tell me, hey, that's a great idea, hey, that's not a great idea. <clears throat> you can also go to paranormalinkohio.com. That will take you to the main business page. There you can go ahead and direct message me on there and tell me, hey, that's a good idea. Hey, that's a bad idea. You can give me any idea you want for me to do on the podcast or even the lives. <clears throat> Again, I want you guys to be a part of this. You guys are, you know, I love each and every one of you. So, and also while you're there, you can check out the crystals and all their healing powers that they hold. You can check out our sage bundles for all things cleansing, necklaces, pendants, you know, the bracelets that go along with the crystals as well. And there you can go to Paranormal League Ohio Group. That's our group page on Facebook. There you can also tell me what you think about if I should have live podcast episodes and do some interviews and have special guests. You can also go on there and tell me different things that you want to have researched and done. I'll make a show out of it. I'll either have you on the show or I'll give you a shout out. And there you can go to Paranormal Inc. Ohio on TikTok and YouTube. There are some old ghost hunts and ghost stories there. You can also find ghost hunts and ghost stories on the main ParanormalIncOhio.com or even the Paranormal Inc. Ohio group page. And of course, on every podcast venue known to man, Paranormal Inc. Ohio podcast is there. Every Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday night at 10 p.m. is another episode of the podcast. Every Thursday and Friday night, I go live on Facebook at 10 p.m. Friday nights is our Fear Friday Lives. Those are the big nights, guys. I do live investigations on there. We go in in-depth conversations about all things paranormal. And that is every Friday at 10 p.m. Every Thursday night at 10 p.m. on Facebook, I am live as well. We have a small discussion about paranormal. I do ghost stories and stuff like that. So again, thank you guys also very much for checking out the new episode. I love each and every one of you so, so very much. And I hope you guys have a great night and you will hear the next one tomorrow. Thanks, guys.